Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to another Toonami Preflight where we will today answer the age-old question, are cats great? And the answer is yes. The answer is meow. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Meow. Goodbye. Should we do it like the uh, Adult Swim upfront ad that was all meows? Meow, 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 meow. Just do the meow mix theme. Yeah. Or well, we should have worn cat costumes or something. I don't know. Really falling down on the job. But today we're going to be talking about... Night on the Galactic Railroad, uh, number, eh, we'll call it 55 on the list. Cool. Uh, and then some of our favorite cat movies, along with a behind-the-scenes look at Dana transforming not only her voice, but her body into a cat. Into a cat. She'll be really sad that this wasn't tied into a cat theme oh, when yeah. she finds out after. She will. Dana's a huge cat lover. Um, so so let's just go, let's go to the thousand foot view. Have you ever had a cat? Yeah, yeah, I had cats all growing up. My parents... Your parents had cats. Well, I guess if an animal as a child is not your own, then I guess my parents had cats. But It's not because you didn't buy it or take care of it. Probably. I took care of it. As a, I didn't take care when of cougar. You, when you moved or out, charcoal. <laughs> when you moved out on your own, did you ever have you had a cat since you moved out of your parents' house? No. Okay. Uh, my but first you grew apartment. Up with two cats. Yeah. Charcoal and cougar. Those are good names. Cougar was great. He was like a dog, but he was a cat. Like he would come when he was called, yeah. and he would like vault over the fence and run up. He would also kill little critters and bring them to my dad. Which so my dad your loved. so your parents let your cats be outdoor cats, kind of. They were indoor outdoor, yeah. So we they, had they let him out to go to the bathroom. In other words, no cougar would just go and come back. Um, but I mean, there was a there was a pet door and there was like a porch where they yeah. could be inside outside, and uh, then okay. at night we let him in oh, to gotcha. sleep. Gotcha. Um, we had more than that, but those are my two favorite cats. We also had Fluffball, which was not the most uh, well-thought-out name. I think Fluff's a great name. Well, Fluffball, but it was a short-haired cat. And it wasn't like a curly, who named, who bald named guy. Fluffball? <laughs> Me and my brother. Of course. And my parents were like, uh, Okay. All right, cool. And, Fluffball, uh, but and had a tragic and, demise. And since moving out, you have only had dogs. Right. My first apartment, I couldn't have pets. And I mean, then, you don't have to justify it. I'm just. I would have cats now. Gertie was, gets along. My one dog gets along with cats. My other dog, George, likes to imagine that cats get into his mouth and never get out. He would eat the cats. Yeah. He really wouldn't, but he would torment the shit out. Yeah, right, right. Gotcha. Many a cat we've walked by, and they just see him freeze. Yeah. Yeah. My little dog. Uh, I have two little dogs and two cats, Cheese and Fluff, both named by my daughter. Um, fluff is a tortoiseshell and cheese is a tabby and cheese is a male and the skittish wimpy one and fluff is a female and super chill not afraid of anything much like your marriage <laughs> yeah um, but ashton my male dog 
thinks he's a badass, even though he's the same size as my cat. Because that's your theory, right? Is all your animals? Oh my! My theory was I want to get four animals and have them all right be the same size, ten pounds or so. They're all around ten pounds, so it's like a Mexican standoff. Everybody's like, "Don't do it! Don't you do it!" Like there, are, nobody can get right. mutually assured destruction. Right? No one has the advantage. Um, but Ashton sometimes gets ahead of himself and thinks he's the man, and he'll chase Cheese because Cheese is just a more skittish acting cat. In the last week while I was out of town, the animals are start acting weird if I'm out of town for a long period of time. And right, because now they have to figure out who the new they're king They're like, is. who's the boss? So uh, Ashton started chasing Cheese more than he ever used to. And when he would corner Cheese, my cats have their claws. So when they get cornered, they're like, you know. Yeah. And my, really close. my wife was calling me going, uh, <laughs> they thought Ashton was dying. They thought he hurt himself because they just heard – they saw him chase the cat and they just heard him go, ah, 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 <laughs> and they ran, it, ran in the room. And Cheese is just sitting there Cheese like with his tail swishing. His yeah, just, just looking at him. And he's not damaged or hurt in any way. He just got his nose smacked. Uh, and it happened twice while I was gone. But he's like – because I've seen it happen before. He chases a cat and they're, they're – my cats are totally chill. But eventually they're like, dude, stop. And that's when he's like, oh, you didn't have to hit me. Like, it's the funniest thing in the world. This whole episode is going to be us talking about our pets because my... I love cats. When George was a little puppy, my Great Dane, he's like 125 pounds now. But when he was like two months old, mm. he was like nose to nose with our neighbor's cat through our little chicken wire fence. And the cat just did the slow cat reach up and just went, wha-pow, <laughs> right in the face and lost a claw in his nose. Oh. Like he turned around and was like... I got a claw on my nose. <laughs> and since then, he's been less down He's with got cats. a vendetta. Vendetti. Uh, okay, so anyway, obviously we know from cats is what we're trying to say. Yeah. We're not, no, no cat haters here. So, um, Night on the Galactic Railroad uh, is a pretty well-known movie um, considered somewhat of a classic. It was adapted from a Japanese fantasy novel. I didn't know it was written this long ago, but I found out during the research. 1937, which yeah. is... That's crazy. Um, in the novel, not cats. No, and in the novel, all the characters are human kids. Um, the adaptation was done in the, in the late 80s, and the decision the director made was to recast the, the story with animals. And so the main character to make it more fanciful to make it more fanciful, and I think it was it actually worked. I think is actually a smart decision. Yeah, but the general, otherwise it's kind of a bummer anyway. Yeah. It would be a even way more of a bummer. <laughs> the, the overall story is about exploring death and loss, and also um, through the eyes of a cat, through, and also sacrifice. It's about people that sacrifice for others, and. Um, it's about losing people that you care about. So just it, like Garfield, Tale of Two Humans, <laughs> explores some pretty deep themes. And the novel is sort of, it was about two human kids who are friends, and one of the kids' dad is, is an absentee father because he's he's on a expedition or something. Yeah, and the kind so of the things kids, he did in the thirties. My kids, dad's on an expedition. The like, other classmates tease Giovanni because his they say his dad's on an elite that his dad's in jail because right. he was on an illegal otter hunting. Right, which is only only in the 1930s is your name Giovanni. And your dad and may your or dad. may not be in prison right. for stealing otter pets. And I think the story's set in a European, you know, non, like they don't say where, but it's obviously in Europe. Yeah. Um, in the movie, it's all um, Esperanto. Yeah, it's all Esperanto in the like movie. Because the, the director is fascinated right. with Esperanto. Um, so basically, they, these two kids, these two 
cats are friends. And one of them has to work all the time, so he gets picked on at school because he's not really able to be as up on his studies. Yeah, his mom is sick. He's the breadwinner of the family. Um, so one night he's really sad, and he ends up being outside, and he gets on a train, and his friend's with him, and his friend's all wet. And he's like, what happened to you? And he's like, ah, I fell into the river or whatever. He says he didn't know. That's, oh, right, that's right. So he, he's so like, they, oh. So they get on the train, and as they're on the train, they're sort of – they're exploring the train like goes into the sky like they're exploring stars and yeah they're going through the milky way and what it really is is this is the train that takes people to the afterlife is what you slowly start figuring out and the people that get on and off the train are people that have recently passed and they all have different stories so you you learn about the lives of these different people and it's a lot of again learning about what people have sacrificed for others until we get to sort of the end where his friend gets off the train and he wants to stay with him and he finds out that his friend died drowning saving uh, a bully his bully basically yeah. so good job I'd be like fuck you get out of here then you saved the bully I don't know if you learned the lesson of the movie quite. I don't no I'm, I'm bad at that yeah <laughs> um, I'd be like did you drown the bully but yeah he's Giovanni saying that Campanella promised them they'd always be together. Right. And, like, there's a scene where he's... Will we always be together again? Yes. Good. Um, he's chasing Campanella through the train and doesn't understand why he's leaving. Yeah. And then wakes up and his another classmate tells him that they can't find him. And I don't know if this is true, but it feels to me when you watch this movie, you definitely feel echoes of... Spirited Away, the train on Spirited Away, the train scene, just because yeah. I feel like there must have been some inspiration there because it's a very similar thing. Um, or even Galaxy Express, which is kind of another similar thing. Not that every Japanese train thing is related to this, but it was a huge seminal story in Japan and is something that is like, yeah, it's like for the, us, it's like The Wizard of Oz. It's right. like something it's like the you best grew up with. known kids' book. Yeah. It's like Goodnight Moon. It's a little more complicated than Good Night Moon. Um, but the movie itself is gorgeous. Um, it holds up really, really well. The animation is is really nice for being yeah, so I mean, it's old. it's 85. Yeah, and it looks dynamite. Um, Discotech, I think, did a Blu-ray two years ago. Yeah, that's which is what I watched it on and I think probably what you have it on. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really nice Blu-ray, um, and it also is a good dub, so I think it's worth watching dubbed or subbed. But let's check out the trailer, and we can see a little bit of what it actually looks like. So not the greatest promo, and I couldn't find one in HD, but I promise the movie looks really good. And I actually think that the decisions, which are weird on the surface, they're weird aesthetic decisions if you're going to adapt this novel. Why make it Cats and why make it Esperanto? But I think it all adds to it feeling more like a fable, which I think actually makes it a more powerful story and something that relates over time more than if it was just literally set in the 30s. Yeah. I think kids today would have trouble relating to it. But it's sort of a slow movie. That's what I was say. It's a little slow to watch now as a kid's movie. Right. And it's a bummer, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. If you're not seven, and yeah. you probably aren't if you're watching this, you should check it out. Yeah. Um, so that led us to our 
topic for today's broadcast, which is... favorite railroad movies. What's your favorite cat movie? We could have done favorite railroad movies just as easily. Um, So, like we said, we like cats, so it wasn't that hard for us to come up with cat movies. So I'm going to start with um, a cat movie that I liked a lot as a kid, and then... Uh, during my recovery from my surgery, it was on TV, and I watched it a couple times uh, <laughs> because I just love it. It's hilarious and stupid and good in equal measure, I think. And that is, of course... That's what makes a good cat movie, I think. The 1985 forgotten classic, Cat's Eye. Yeah. Uh, this is the this is the first screenplay Stephen King wrote. Um, he didn't direct the film, but he wrote the screenplay, and it's based around two short stories from one of his short story collections and then a third story he wrote just for this movie. Are they called Cocaine and the Magic White Powder? (laughs) One is called Quitters Incorporated, which I think is one of my favorite stories of his. And one starring James Woods. And then one is... It's it's about a tennis pro. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it, that one stars the guy from Airplane. Oh right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's really good too. And then the worst story is actually the one that's the framing device for the whole movie, and also the the one that he wrote specifically for the movie, which is the Drew Barrymore story, which has the cat in it. Um, I but, like that Drew Barrymore. But thing. basically, this story is about. There's some weird, goofy shit in this movie where like. The cat walks by a. It's a. It's a cat that's a stray. So you start yeah. off with this cat, and the cat is the through line through all these short stories. So the cat, like, in one one scene, a character's like, "Get out of here, damn cat!" And then you go to the right. story. It's the S- traveling sisterhood, yeah. yaya cat. Yeah. So, so then uh, the cat ends up having a vision, looking in a window of a do- of a toy store, seeing a doll with Drew Barrymore's face, and she's like, "Help me! I need your help!" So the cat basically finds her house and they let her in and the parents are like we don't like this cat and this centers around an old wives tale where people would say don't let your cat sleep in your room because they'll steal your breath um and what happened the the way that came about is that cats like to sleep on some people's chests um my cat did that once in a while and i don't know if did you die no i didn't sadly um but i don't know if at some point when you were when you had a little kid, maybe you shouldn't let them because they'll just yeah, they'll like make it hard to a, breathe. I don't know. Some but, kind of disease or it, something? No, it's an old wives' tale. So uh, there are several scenes where they kind of make you wonder, is the cat there trying to steal her breath? Uh, but it turns out she has this little troll creature that lives in her room that gives her bad dreams and ultimately wants to kill her. And the cat is there to protect her. So the end of the movie is the cat battling this little troll thing. So like I said, profoundly silly and stupid, but also... Awesome in equal measure. Yeah. Um, the so James Wood anti no smoking or quitting smoking. Quit, is, quitters, the, the first two survivors, Quitters Incorporated and in the one with the tennis pro who the guy makes him walk around the ledge of a building. Yeah. Those are both great stories. The third one is the dumbest one, and but that's the one with the cat's eye. So we got to show you that one. So <laughs> here is the trailer for Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye. 
So I like dumb 80s horror movies, and so, of go. course, that's right up my alley. Uh, and then next up is another 80s horror movie, uh, Paul Schrader's uh, cult classic 1982's Cat People, starring <laughs> Natasha Kinski and Malcolm McDowell, uh, and the late, great John Hurd, who just passed away. Um, so this movie is about a brother and sister who are from an ancient order of basically cat wear people. And she does not want to admit that she's a possible cat wear person. And they have a strong urge to mate with one another because that's what the cat people do. So there's an incest sort of backline. And it's a totally weird, messed up movie. It's a remake of a 30s horror movie. Um, but it's got some really cool imagery and uh, it's got some pretty great montages and it's totally it's weird because it's a good writer director because Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver and like he's done a lot of good movies taking on a totally profoundly stupid idea but treating it totally seriously uh, this movie at these days is probably best known as the movie that David Bowie made the song um, Cat People 4 which was then used by Quentin Tarantino in one of his movies um, and Probably that's what it should be best remembered for. But it's got some good scenes, and uh, I love Malcolm McDowell, and I'm a fan of Natasha Kinski. Um, so let's check out uh, the theatrical trailer for Cat People. I'm not like you. See these eyes so green. I can And as you can see, there's a collector's edition out on Scream Factory, which is a very good Blu-ray, if you like horror movies. Or cats. Or cats. Um, And then finally, my daughter would kill me if I didn't pick this movie, because it's her (laughs) favorite film, because she is a massive cat lover. She's a total cat lunatic. And that is, of course, the 1960s classic Disney film, The Aristocats, which, uh, fun fact, I don't really like most of the Disney animated films Uh, but I do like this era in particular with uh, 101 Dalmatians and the Aristocats and the Rescuers that particular look Jungle Book I really like yeah I like the look of the Jungle Book I'm not a big fan of the actual story Robin Hood yeah I like Robin Hood yeah that whole era Um, so the Aristocats I showed my daughter when she was young because she loves cats her other favorite movie is The Cat Returns which the Studio Ghibli movie, which we've talked about right. a bunch of times already. Um, so, like, her two favorite movies are The Aristocats and The Cat Returns, and then Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I don't understand how she's 17, really? 17 and those are her favorite movies. But <laughs> who knew? But uh, so the, Arista- the test of time. The Aristocats, it does stand the test of time. The Aristocats, um, she saw when she was young and then started watching, like, daily for a number of years. So I've probably seen this movie... 35, 40 times maybe. And surprisingly, I can still enjoy it most of the time. Um, so uh, let's take a look at, I think this is the a song. Yeah, the Thomas O'Malley song, O'Malley the Alley Cat. 
uh, it's definitely a product of its time in terms of the characters. Like, there's some jazzbo, pseudo-racist sort of... Not really pseudo. No, pseudo compared to some of the other stuff that was out then. Um, and Thomas O'Malley is like a hep cat, you know, and there's a lot of beat generation kind of jokes in there. Um, Zsa Zsa Gabor is wonderful as the main character. And uh, just great animation all around. Um, if you love animation, it's a movie you should probably see. But so here's the Thomas O'Malley song when Thomas meets uh, Zsa, Zsa Gabor's character for the first time. I like the chicha chicharoni like they make at home on a healthy fish with the big backbone. I'm Abraham DeLacy. Giuseppe Casey. Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley the alley cat. I've got that wanderlust. Gotta walk the scene. Gotta kick up highway dust. Feel the grass that's green Gotta strut them city streets Showing off my clat Yeah Telling my friends of the social elite Or some cute cat I happen to meet That I'm Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley O'Malley the alley cat. <laughs> Monsieur, your name seems to cover all of Europe. Of course. I'm the only cat of my kind. I'm king of the highway, prince of the boulevard, duke of the avant-garde. The world is my backyard. So if you're going my way, that's the road you want to see. Calcutta to Rome, or home sweet home in Paris. Monofiki, you all. Oh, boy, an alley cat. Listen. I only got myself and this big old world. But I sip that cup of life with my fingers curled. I don't worry what road to take. I don't have to think of that. Whatever I take is the road I make. It's the road of life. Make no mistake for me. Yeah, Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley, the alley cat. That's right, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Very good. You are a great talent. So yeah, not Jaja Gabor, Ava Gabor, my mistake. Uh, he plays Duchess, the main character. But uh, delightful. It is. It's from 1970. I thought it was older than that. You, nope. A year before I was born, because I'm old. Because you're old. I am. Did you watch that movie growing up? No, I didn't watch any Disney movies growing up because as soon as someone started breaking into song, I was like, fuck you, change the channel immediately. Yeah. That was just not my thing. It still really isn't my thing, but there's an occasional musical I'll enjoy. 
Like, oh, what was the conversation? Oh, Blues Brothers. I uh, don't love Blues Brothers actually, but yeah. I do. I like I like the original Willy Wonka. Okay. And I like um, Chicago. No. <laughs> and I like uh, Sweeney Todd because there's murder. Because if there's blood, there's and, murder. Then and straight okay. blood, straight blade razors yeah. it over. It, it overpowers my inherent disgust of people bursting into oh, song. La La Land is the exception for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, those are excellent choices. Uh, up first for me is Lawrence Gutterman's 2001 classic, Cats and Dogs. Um, <laughs> this movie which, is so bad. <laughs> it really is. But it's so fucking terrible. It, I saw this. I saw it on video. I, I saw, saw it on a one. plane. It's from 1991? 2001. Oh, 2001. Yeah, I was going to say. I saw this movie with Bella shortly after it came out on video because yeah. that was when we were just like... Talking Anything. cats, any yeah. Port, talking cats. Let's go. Let's go. Um, this movie is really dumb, but I still like it. It's uh, there's a bloodhound. How did you see it? I mean, you don't have a. I kid, saw it on a plane. So what was your? Oh, you watched it on a plane. You were just there was like no other choice. And you much. were like, oh well, this yeah. is what I'm doing. It's like another cocktail and cats and dogs. It is. Gotcha. Um, a bloodhound buddy gets captured mm. by cats, yep. and they have to send in a secret service. Or secret hit squad, SEAL team, dogs. And this is the movie where cats are evil. Like, yeah. all cats are evil and all dogs are good. Yeah. Is this movie. Yeah. And then the was, next one. Yeah, it was the flip. But right, Bella, the next one, they even it out a Bella was really mad about that's that. That's what I think She's a lot like, of people cats were. aren't mean. Like, um, but Mr. Tinkles, the head bad cat, is trying to hatch a plan to uh, make everyone allergic to dogs so that cats will take over. Um, and there's just a bunch of really dumb but funny... Cats and dogs. Funny. Humor shit. Amusing? Well, let's check out the scene of Mr. Tinkles and you be the judge. I will creep into the dog center of power and make them quake in fear at the very mention of my name! Mr. Tinkles! Get on you! Save you are, Mr. Tinkles! I've been looking everywhere for you. Ah, where have you been? Oh, Mr. Mason will be so pleased to see you. Oh, oh, I'll take you to him. You're a stinky kitty. First you have to have a bath. Yes, you love it. Mr. Tinkle, don't forget to wash behind me. Holy shit, that's terrible. That's funny. It's not funny. That's one of the movies that like makes you rethink being a parent when you're sitting in the theater going, fuck. What have I done? Yeah. Isn't that where you just go to sleep? <laughs> that is why I started <laughs> taking naps during movies with my daughter, yeah. And then she'd get mad at me because I'd snore really loud and ruin the, the movie. Yeah. Well, maybe you shouldn't have slept through Cats and Dogs because it's fucking well, didn't they, delightful. Didn't they remake it as Boss Baby? <laughs> <laughs> they also remade it as... Um, What's the other anyway? I don't know. The same. It's a basic duality of man. It's sure. the Jungian thing. Sure. Uh, next for me is 2011 Chris Miller's Puss in Boots, um, which is basically just Shrek with Antonio Banderas, which makes it better for me than Shrek um, because I like Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots, and who could say no to those eyes? Mm -hmm. I can. Did no. you see? What did you see any of the Shrek movies? In All the, the Shrek movies. In did the you see Puss in Boots in the theater? Or is that Thank too God, old? no! But I did have to watch it on video because Bella was at the end of her cartoon phase. But yeah, 
it was too irresistible for her to not want to check I out. I don't blame her at all. That shit is delightful. Let's she, check out. She did love the Shrek movies, though, a it's, lot. Uh, yeah. I saw... She loved the shit out of the first Shrek. I like, saw the first Shrek in the theater. I feel like I never saw... How many Shreks are there? Three? No, there's like Four? five now. Yeah, there's like five now. I think I saw the second one. I saw the original trilogy, and after that, I haven't... Yeah. I can't remember if I saw the second one in the theater. I've seen the first three. Didn't they make a sequel to this, too? Isn't yeah. there a Puss in Boots, too? There is. Back in Boots, I think is what it's called. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's called, but it should have been called that. Let's check out the trailer for Puss in Boots and listen to the dulcet tones of Antonio Banderas. Nine lives. Arrest them! You got any idea what they do to eggs in prison? I'll tell you this. It ain't over easy. Oh. One destiny. My name would become legend. <laughs> DreamWorks Puss in Boots. Awesome. Holy frijoles. See. That's terrible. I like it. You suck. Cool. Uh, last for me is a movie that was on the Disney Channel as a young Gil. Was it Disney Channel? I thought it was like an ABC movie of the week, and then they reran it on Disney Channel later. Like you're a- thinking of Norman Takar's other movie, The Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, <laughs> and this is the Cat from Outer Space. And I think they remade this in recent years for the Disney Channel. I thought I think there's been a modern, oh, is there? I think there's been a modern remake. Well, I prefer the classic 1978 version. Um, where an alien comes in a UFO, but crazily enough, looks exactly like a, a cat. cat. Uh, and then a bunch of hijinks occur, and uh, they start fixing horse races, which is a perfect, <laughs> perfect medium for a kid's storyline in the seventies. <laughs> he needs I can't. It's like some they go to the off track betting, and basically, <laughs> it's he needs one hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something like. Not an insane amount of money by today's standards for like a heist, but so they have to, they start fixing horse races and then they start fixing like card games. Somehow the cat's <laughs> collar can, it's not that he knows who's going to win. He can make something happen. I gotcha. Um, and then the cat ends up, they don't get the parlay bet. Like there's a fairly a intricate a lot of gambling, gambling terms. This uh, may be why you like it. See to the... The itch early. Yeah, you're a gambling degenerate, so. Um, but I think this is the trailer for The Cat from Outer Space, so let's check it out. My name is Zunar J5 slash 9 Doric 47. Get me the Pentagon, red priority. You, you're a cat. He's the cat from outer space. You're serious? I'm serious. While you and I are talking this very minute, some slimy, green-headed, 12-legged creep could be crawling into the White House. You're trying to tell me that your little pussycat came from another planet, from another galaxy, in a spacecraft, and landed right here on Earth. We're up against genius. I gotta tell you something, pal. It's dumb. Very dumb. Holy cow. Sandy Duncan. It's a spacey comedy that'll boggle your mind. It is mind-boggling. The man who owns the secret of this device could control 
the universe. You are under arrest. And the pussycat, General. And the pussycat. He's got his paws on the power. The power that cat possesses is awesome. You betcha, Charlie. And if you know what's good for you, you'll land this thing and let Lucy Bell and Quiet. Her... Okay. Who's flying that plane? Walt Disney Productions. The cat from outer space. I'm serious. <laughs> I just want. Great I'm serious. Right? Just to put the the logo is great. I like the the VO guy is like cracking up right as he reads it because it's yeah. so joyful and fun. That's <laughs> it's a cat from outer space. It's a delightful family comedy. I think I'm starting to get that when you say delightful, I should just leave as fast as possible because when you call something delightful, it's usually another word for it sucks. I think that's. I think this has been a delightful do. show so yeah, far. See, Your performance has been extra delightful. Exactly. So that's exactly what I'm saying. Let's check out some of your favorite cat movies. The Adult Swim Facebook picks. The Aristocats. Excellent oh, choice. Oh, Cat Space. Yeah. Milo, Milo and Otis. Otis. <laughs> Can't get down up. with Milo and Otis because they kind of damaged those animals. Oliver and Company I haven't seen, believe it or not. I and I think they mean Cat's Eye. Do they mean? I think it's Cat's Eye. They mean Cat's Eye, but maybe there's a movie called Cat's Eyes, too. I don't know. Oh, please. Um, why don't you look it up? And then the Toonami Facebook choices. No, I think they're just misremembering. They're just misremembering. The Toonami Facebook choices are, again, the Aristocats and then the Cat Returns, which I think are two excellent choices. Oliver and Company, again. Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, which I'm thinking is a troll. And Cats Don't Dance, which I've never heard of. Cats Don't Dance. What year is Garfield, Tale of Two Kitties? I don't know. Who Come cares? On. I had to see Garfield in the theater. 2006. Too late to not be. Let's, see. Let's look up Cats Don't Dance, just so I can find out what Cats Don't Dance is about. I mean, other than they don't dance. the titular non-dancing felines. Uh, Cats Don't Dance. Scott Bakula and Jasmine Guy, 1997. Danny, an ambitious singing, dancing cat, goes to Hollywood and overcomes several obstacles to fulfill his dream of becoming a movie star. Is it animated? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So there you go. Natalie Cole. I think uh, we have yet to see a live-action cat movie that isn't really terrible. Uh, but there are some animated... The cat from Outer Space. But there are some animated cat movies that are pretty good. Um, well, thanks for uh, putting your choices in there. Once again, you guys got a lot of the best ones. Um, and now we can move on to our sneak peeks. Once again, so did we. For this Saturday, for this Saturday night uh, of Toonami. Keep in mind, again, that we have moved up to 11 p.m. And we've added uh, Attack on Titan Season 2 reruns at 3 a.m. So we now go from 11 p.m. to 3.30 a.m. starting with Dragon Ball Super. We've rebranded reruns to secondary viewing opportunities. Secondary viewing opportunity of Attack on Titan. So... Um, Let's check out the topical promo for this week's Dragon Ball Super episode number 28. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Beerus! There you are! Oh, 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 that's a hell of a way to greet someone, isn't it? What is it you want from me, Champa? Doesn't he kind of look like Lord Beerus? Yeah, like Lord Beerus ain't another Lord Beerus. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Where this is going. Hey! Hey! Wait for me, Vegeta! Only Toonami. 
So next delightful. up, we have <laughs> delightful. Uh, that was a uh, that was better than delightful. It was. Um, next up, we have a sort of so Outlaw Star is back and um, been re released on home video on Blu Ray on a remastered form, and we wanted to sort of pay tribute to it. So hope you guys enjoyed that. And then um, that will air uh, tomorrow night, of course, during Toonami. And then next up, we have uh, Dana Swanson went with us to Comic-Con to do our pre-flight panel. And she had an amazing costume, but it did not come without its sacrifices on her end. Both physical and emotional. And Yeah. So Dana decided to film the process because it was a somewhat arduous process so this is the behind the scenes of the creation of dana's sarah costume and uh we're calling it behind the suit so let's check this out hey everybody it was so awesome to meet a few of you at san diego comic-con a few weeks back and uh you'll notice that i did not look like this i looked like this a dancing artificial intelligence sprite known as sarah so let's go behind the suit and figure out what it took to turn this into this. For the past three years, we have worked with the esteemed designer Renaissance woman Ashley Zeltzer to make our Comic-Con costumes. She's done a little bit of everything, such as paint the murals around William Street. Pretty awesome. What is that, Ashley? Hmm? What is that? A work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> if you're making a costume, what are some of the first steps? Well, uh, in her case, she got uh, some sketches and a 3D model, Sarah, and then she got some measurements. Lots and 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 lots of measurements. Measurements that got some weird reactions. Looks great. Really, what do you think's going on? Protection against flares. Measurements like getting your feet wrapped in tinfoil. Maybe also your boobs wrapped in tinfoil. And then maybe a snack if you need to take a break. You stick. We're for, they're for eating. They're one of the only things I can eat. After that, Ashley came back a few times to try on different pieces like armor. Hey, check that out. I feel like I'm playing laser tag. Now we eventually went with a look that was a little bit more like light up Tina Turner, but I do love that wig. This is the new Sarah look. What do you think? As an option, she wanted to make a silicone mold of my face, which was something I was a little scared about doing. Um, should we come up with a system of communication? I think if, we, if something's wrong, I think we should go like this. Okay. We just wanted to make sure that I had a mask if needed, if in case like something went wrong with the face paint. This is it. This is your fast, fast mobile 
cheapy face <laughs> So that's my face on the inside. And two of them. Now I lost a little bit of hair in the process and a couple of eyelashes. That's just the nature of the beast. You get some free waxing and you're good to go. So what was the final look? A banana yellow bodysuit because I'm kind of the second banana. A cool wig cap, a light up wig, a saucy breastplate, LED wings, and glow in the dark paint instead of a mask. Oh, I also had Steve Bloom as my arm candy. This is art imitating life. Aren't you jealous? Oh, fairy crotch mother, can you grant me three riches? One! <laughs> I want to be a real boy. You guys really wanted to know about his Tom suit. I'm sorry this isn't a piece about his Tom suit. All I can tell you is that his Tom suit had a P flap. Can you see okay? Sorry. Okay. It's a foggy in here. Anyway, thank you for saying hi in person if you said hi in person. I'm so excited that I got to sign all those retro band figures and all those comic books. I hope to do it again soon. And uh, you know what? Stay gold, just like this banana suit. Well, thank you. Yeah. A significantly higher level of sacrifice than me putting on my pajamas and robe and yeah. having an X lipstick on my cheek. You've never really been about sacrifice for Why? anything, but Who? definitely not for this yeah. stuff. Seems uh, so but, Dana, but Dana has, and uh, we salute her for it, for that delightful suit she had to wear. Um, so, so now, delightful's good? No, delightful's. It, it, it was an arduous, shitty process, so mm. it was a delightful process. Um, And then finally, we have this week's Adult Swim single. Uh, Every week for the entire year, we will be releasing one new free song a week at adultswim.com slash singles. Um, They're streaming free, and we've been doing it now. This is probably the 10th week, I think. I believe this is the 12th week. The 12th week. Nice. Three months in. Um, So this week's song is by the legendary Venetian Snares, who is a... I guess you would call him IDM back in the day, but Venetian Snares have been around forever, makes amazing electronic music, gave us a totally crazy track. So I'm really happy. I've always wanted to use a Venetian Snares thing. So let's check out Simple Tasks by Venetian Snares. So uh, you can get that at adultswim.com slash singles again, along with all the last 12 weeks of songs, and come back next week for another single they release every Wednesday. Um, And then finally, we have one announcement that we think will make some of you happy. Thank you for sticking around throughout the entire show. And Gil's terrible choices. And Um, Jason's. Gil, would you like to do the announcement? Sure. So uh, Never mind, I changed my mind. No, actually, you go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please. I want you to make it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we are going to start showing Outlaw Star. Uh, we're going to begin airing it. Uh, what's the date? This is your announcement. Uh, the 19th at 2.30 a.m. in place of uh, Ghost in the Shell. So Ghost in the Shell Season 1 will wrap up, and we will begin airing all 26 episodes of Outlaw Star Remastered. Um, most likely all 26. Most likely all 26 episodes. Episode 23, we're going to we're gonna figure out what happens on the Hot, Spring, Hot Springs 10-ray episode. We're fairly confident we'll be able to air it. So just we'll work on that one. But in the meantime... We'll let you know in yeah. late March when it hits. So next week we'll have a promo for you for Outlaw Star. And please tell your friends uh, we're bringing it back for a limited engagement. Um, and that's it for tonight's pre-flight episode. We'll see you next week with an all-new one. I don't know what the hell we're going to be talking about. Who does? Yeah. Nobody. That's Not the joy us. of it. That's the joy of it. We'll find out. We'll find out together. Tune in and see. All right. Tsunami, every Saturday night from 11 to 3.30.